As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Boot Scoot McGee. What's up, dude? Getting a little consistency back in our lives. We did a uh, remote podcast last night, which if you did not listen to that yesterday, I always mix that up. We did a podcast with Amanda Hirsch from Not Skinny But Not Fat, and it went really well. We recapped VPR. Yep. And we had a great time. So go back and listen to that before you listen to this. This week's, well, this, today's episode will be Southern Hospitality Centric. So we're going to get into a little office drama, a little relationship drama, and just pretty much everything else that goes on. So that's what we're going to be covering today. We're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and I really feel like this show has hit its stride late in the second season. It's been a solid second season overall, but they're really starting to get the nuances of reality TV. They're playing the game now. They're really playing the game. They're starting to get pitted against each other involuntarily sometimes, but the the petty shit is starting to boil over. And we've kind of been waiting for it. We saw glimpses of it last year. This season has really, really delivered over and over again. And if you're not watching the show, there are some growing pains with it. Like there's some stuff that you're gonna get like ah kind of aggravated about. But they're really hitting a stride, and this show is so much fun. It's entertaining, it's an easy watch, and it's got a solid cast of characters. So if you're not watching, you're missing out. You're going to miss the boat. This one's going to be big, and you're going to be one of those people that jumps in again at like season five or six. You're not an OG. Not only are you not an OG, but you're just creating more work for yourself because then you're going to have to go back and rewatch the first four or five seasons, and you're going to hate yourself because we have told you all along just jump into it. Now's a great time to just jump into it because like Steele said, there's a lot of growing pains, but I feel like right now they understand how everything works and there's players who don't quite understand what's going on and they fall for everything. And there's players that have started to understand what's going on and they're starting to take some sort of strategy shape, if you will, to kind of go after each other. So it's really enjoyable TV. Like we've said before, it's one of those shows that you can just throw in the background and Pay attention to the important points. Obviously, there's a lot of fun that's going to be had because they're younger and they're just living in the hospitality industry, having a great time. They're just they're just living in the food and bev world. Food and bev, hell yeah, (laughs) just some food and bev. I got nothing. Food and uh, I don't know where you were gonna go with that. I'm trying to think of a clever name to like call themselves in regards to being in food and bev. I got nothing for you. Uh, Food and bevies. No, I guess bad. bevies is kind of beverages it's, it's already. Word. Um, I'll think about it. Okay. I'll get back to you on that. You've th- I feel like you've thought about things before, and I don't really hear back. I forget them almost yeah. instantly. I'll forget me about unread. this conversation in like 10 minutes. Yeah, you leave me on red. It's almost like you give me a thumbs up. I, read, I leave you on red a lot, and then you get upset sometimes, and then I have to remind you that I have like 200 text messages. Not because I'm popular, because I'm the guy that'll see it, Read uh-huh. it and go cool, and then put. I don't understand down. how that's any better than me giving you a thumbs up when I at least I'm acknowledging. It's not. It's not. It's not at Would all. Would you like it better if I put a heart on it? Like would that change? The heart implies that you care more. I think. The okay. All right. Up, so yeah, the thumbs up just implies it's. You know what? Honestly, I saw it. 
Replace the thumbs up with the middle finger. That's what put, it feels like. I'm going to put my red receipts on for you. No, don't do that. Just for you. I don't think me, you can do that. It'll give me anxiety yeah. because then I'll be like, oh, God, is he okay because you read it? Kidding me? I would never do that. I don't want people to know when I read their text messages. Oh, God, I would be. People, <laughs> would, me? people would unfriend me in real life. They'd be like, you read this a week ago. Oh, like, I know, and I forgot, but I love you. You know how many times I've like tossed my phone like five feet away from me because I'm, like, I'm not dealing with this right now? Oh, I did it today. Yeah. I did it today. You texted me. I'm like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's how it works out. That's called friendship. True. I texted you back today. You did. Yeah. But um, as Shooter said, this is a Soho episode, but I do want to do this real quick. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks just because everything's been nuts. Let's do a quick little power ranking before we dive in. Oh, man. Yeah. I the funny thing is we talk about all of these shows, and I have to strain my brain to figure out what the fuck's even on right, TV I think right I now. I got you. You ready? We got... Beverly Hills, you yep. got Miami. Are you ranking right now? No, no, no. Just giving you. Why don't you just rank if you know them? Okay. Um, I'm going number one for me right now. Honestly, might be Southern Hospitality after this week. Only because the other shows are kind of in that mid-season lull, so they're we're not. We're gonna in. think we're getting paid by Soho. I was gonna say that when we were talking about it in the beginning. People are 100 percent gonna think that <laughs> we're not. Like if we're you guys think... payroll. If you guys think that Bravo or Bravo Liberties have people on their payroll that they actively pay people, it's just simply untrue. Uh, I don't know about that. You don't think that? Fuck no, dude. Really? There's definitely some people out there that get paid by Bravo Liberties. Interesting. Well, how yeah. do we get on that train? I don't know. That's the thing. We're not above it. No, <laughs> we've, we've, said, that, we've said that a million times. Even when we weren't that big, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Just send us some something. If some you, gifts. If you send us some of your merch, we'll, we'll be nice. We're easy. Yeah, we are pretty easy. No, we're not. We're not that easy, actually. No, we'd we actually could send this merch, and we're still going to make fun of you. We'd so. make that. That's exactly what we would do. We would get it and be like, "They think they can buy us." We would flip our script immediately. Yeah, but like anyway, we're, we're leaving them on red in a different sense. Yeah, see, it's a full circle. Yep. Love a full circle moment. But uh, okay, Soho first, Miami second, Beverly Hills third. You're putting VPR down. Oh fuck! See, see? VPR. Okay, but VPR is still early on. So when it goes Soho 1, VPR 2, Miami 3, Beverly Hills 4. And is that all we got right now? That's all we got right now. Uh, yeah, that's that's my That's up. a solid foursome. I'm going to put, just because we're getting towards the eye, and we've got finales coming up next week, I'm going to put Beverly Hills 1, VPR 2, Miami 3, Soho 4. But it's, it's really close together. Uh, I agree with the that. The funny thing is, this happens to us all the time. When we're actually enjoying the shows, and I would say all four of these shows are pretty easy watches. Oh, totally. We're not pissed off about a whole lot of things. And, you know, there's some news in the Miami world that we're going to have to talk about tomorrow, which is a lot of fun for us to talk about. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's just I I don't dread watching them. And, and, look, through the course of Bravo, the annual Bravo year, the calendar, if you will, there's a lot of shows where we're like, oh, dude, like, we are We've got 10 episodes left of this. Mm. Like, I can't deal with it. And sometimes we just stop talking about them. Shout out Potomac. Shout out Potomac. <laughs> or sometimes our listeners won't stop talking about them, so we're forced to watch Shout Out OC. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This is what we do for you guys. We will watch. If you guys were clamoring, that's the funny thing. We've had a few people say, where's Potomac? Maybe five. Like, that's it. Well, the funny thing is when we were on Watch What Happens Live, shameless plug, we... Had a lot of people talking about Potomac. I mean, Andy talked about it. Heather was talking about it. Yeah. And they were only talking about it in a way that's, you know, it's really boring. Yeah. You're getting, unfortunately, it's a really bad product right now. So look, if it's a bad product, we're not going to talk about it. However, 
I completely forgot. Today's Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's so, Day. I'm a true brav bro here. All of our listeners, you're my Valentine today. No. You can't do that. I don't want to. Dead my Valentine. No, I know. I'm just Devin saying. Poppy are the only Valentine. Yeah, but now I'm going to be a fan favorite. Oh, it's Lou's birthday today, too. Oh, fuck it. Never mind. You guys are gone. I'm Lou's Valentine. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Lou is Steele's dog, by the way. <laughs> Good just to be clear. But that takes us right into the episode, and we start out with a harrowing scene, and that is Trevor moving Maddie back into the house. And you said something when we were talking about it. it is it his house, or is it I think it's his house. house. I thought it was a shared property. I thought they both bought it, which oh, makes this way God, that would be awful. No, you know what? I, I may have, Maybe I missed that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's his house. Is it an She's owned home, there. or is it like a leased home? I think he's renting. I hope so. I really hope so. If they dove into a mortgage together after the trip. Now, you know what? Had... That that would have been more of a sticking point. And it's really funny because like we see this on other shows where it's, you know, adult women or adult men that are doing things and you're like, why do you still fucking live with them? Like we're doing that with VPR right now. Uh-huh. It's like you own a house and it's a lot more complicated. I feel like that would have been more of a talking point from the other people who were talking about Trevor break or cheating on her. That makes sense actually. Like, yeah. You live with him, you have a shared property, you shouldn't be doing any of these things. You should break your lease, you should break the mortgage. God forbid they have a mortgage together, that would be stupid. Um so no, I- I'm assuming that it's his house and she was living with him. That's fair. That's fair. But we move on from there and we get Mikel, who we haven't seen a lot of this season and I want more Mikel. I need more Mikel on my Yeah, screen. we need more Mikel. He's enjoyable. He's a fun guy to he's watch. He's enjoyable, and every time that he's on screen, there's something to talk about with him. Like, he yes. brings something up, or maybe he saw something or was there for something that he's bringing to someone else's attention. So it's not like the typical friend of that we'll usually see, where it's like, okay, we know why you're here. You're just here to, like, spread some information. Mm-hmm. Like we would see with JT early on with Southern Charm. It seems a little more forced. Mikel's friends with most of them. He's friends, and when he brings shit up, like, he's not afraid to say it, but it's not in a way where it's like, here's a produced moment. It's more of a way where he's like, this is going on. I'm going to call you out on it. Yeah, I like exactly. that about him. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have respect for him for that, and so do we. Yeah, yeah, and at the same time, he's also good at wheeling it in and apologizing when he's wrong, such as with the Brad in the alleyway thing. He's like, you know what? I was standing up for my girl. I'm sorry. I didn't see shit. So, like, we appreciate someone that can... I feel like we're playing Clue every time we talk about Brad in the alleyway. It's like, Brad in the alleyway with a dumpster and a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, we're playing Clue. <laughs> Dirty Clue. But uh, they're talking about the trip to Miami, and they actually bring up the whole alleyway thing. We get more confirmation that neither of them saw shit. So it's leading more and more to the fact that Maddie was, in fact, lying. And given the way she's acting in every episode this season, I 100% believe that she made that shit up. I don't believe that Bradley got a blowjob in the alley. And I don't believe that she saw anything. But she brings up all the shit that happened when they were down in Miami, primarily about Joe. And look, we love Joe. But Joe is playing both sides of the street here. He is, and this is kind of his MO. This is what gets him into trouble. He wants everyone to be cool and he wants to be cool with everyone. So I think that what we get from him, honestly, is like when he has a thought come into his head, he just kind of says it or he just does it. It's very reactionary instead of like mulling over it and like letting it simmer for a sec. Yeah, I I think we can kind of read between the lines when it comes to Joe. There's two definites when it comes to what he's doing. One, he loves whether it's friendship or whatever you might have. He loves Maddie. Yes. He has love for Maddie. 
And two, he fucking despises Trevor. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Uh, exactly. So those two things are absolutely true. The rest of it is, yes, he's trying to be cool with everybody because he hates when the group's at odds. He hates when people don't like him, of course. So it puts him in a bad position, and he's putting himself in a bad position by doing this. But he also gets rewarded to an extent because Maddie doesn't freak out at Joe about anything else that he said. And that's what the rest of the group is trying to do. They're trying to point out, hey, he was talking shit on you. He's talking shit on Trevor. Just because he showed you the text message doesn't mean that he's clean here. And Maddie gives him so much grace with that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because that that's pretty much how their friendship works. And you see it at the end of the episode, too. He's included on a lot of the things that happen. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's It's his own doing for sure. But everybody's calling him out for it right now. So it's going to make his life pretty miserable for a bit. And I think that what we're seeing, like I said earlier, it's starting to take shape into a really good Bravo show because of a sentence that G. Lily says, and Joe actually echoes it later. G. Lily's like, I want problems to be resolved more peacefully. I want everyone to be able to get over their things because they're trivial a lot of the time. It's like, welcome to Bravo. It's never going to be easy. It's always going to be tumultuous. And that's what the viewers want. So you have entered that phase. And Joe later talks about the fact that he doesn't like that the group is fractured, that he wants this group to come back together. Again, we're seeing factions now. People are taking teams. This is what happens on a good Bravo show. So, like, it's working. I know it sucks, and I know that friendships are being lost and arguments are being had, and it's awkward and uncomfortable and tense. Welcome to Bravo. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to deal with this a lot more moving forward. But moving on from there, and this is a confusing sentence to say, we get Joe and Bradley. Joe Bradley and Bradley are talking, and Joe feels bad about the text, about showing people the text, or I think more so the backlash he got from it, because he does say later, I would do that for any of my friends. I would show them all the group text. Even if I'm included in it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not the best move, but like that shows you, and I do believe that. I think that he would show anybody the text, but like, don't. You know what I mean? Don't. Yeah, don't. Maybe, I don't know. If you think about it a little differently and you try to phrase it, because I do believe that for the most part, now Brad's excluded from this because he has a vendetta against Maddie for what she did to him last year. The rest of the group is concerned Yeah, in so many different ways and frustrated. They and are. when that concern and frustration kind of boils over, it comes out as mean. And they're bullying or they're talking shit in a group or whatever you might have. I think that if he had phrased it and said, you know, one, I'm not going to show you the group text because that's an invasion of privacy. But we're all a little concerned about what's going on with Trevor. And that's the other thing. We've had this conversation with Maddie 50 fucking times it just on camera. So that means it's happened a lot more off camera. It's not going to get anywhere. So I don't understand why we're even really trying to get through to her. You could just sit back and wait for Trevor to do it again. Yeah, maybe you're not going to hear about it because Maddie's kind of distancing herself from the rest of the group with this. But eventually he's going to do something to fuck it up. Yeah, and I think that you just need to wait for that to happen rather than inserting yourself into it. And that goes for all of the friends in the group. And I get that like frustration gets to a point where it boils over where you just seeing them is going to cause some kind of reaction from you. And hearing her talk about him is going to be irritating because she has blinders on and rose-colored glasses. Like, yes, that's going to be infuriating. I know people like that. Drives me nuts. So I get it. But at the same time, if she really is your friend, and I do believe that they all care about her because that's where this all stemmed from, is we're worried about Maddie. Right. 
at a certain point, you got to let it go because by involving yourself and inserting yourself, you're pushing her towards Trevor, who is so excited to be able to frame this whole thing as this crazy plot, which we're going to get into shortly, yeah. which I can't wait to get into. But the next scene, we get Emmy and Will, and Will's out of the sling and headed to law school. Now, before I dive in, Shooter Magooter. Okay. I would like your take on this scene. As you putting well. on your therapist hat? Uh, yeah, that's why I'm rolling my sleeves up. Okay. That's uh, okay. I want to hear your take on where these two people are. It's hard to say. So I would say at a base level, I was a little concerned with the way that this conversation was going. Mm-hmm. Not from Emmy's standpoint, Mm-mm. because... Emmy is sitting there like, look, I, and I'm very much a person that likes to live in the present. I don't like to look too far ahead or plan that much. She just wants to have fun while they can. Mm-hmm. Like we live in the same town for now and you're going to be moving, but it's not that big of a deal. It's an hour and a half away. Who fuck cares? This is the first time that they've ever actually said, oh yeah, it's like an hour and a half away. That's like driving to the shore for us. It's what Columbia is where USC yeah. is. Yeah. So if I was dating a girl that was living an hour and a half away, and I wanted to make it work, I would make it work. It's That's not feasible. that difficult. That's very feasible. It's very feasible. And there's technology now that you can call and FaceTime as much as you want. Get out of town. Isn't that crazy? Get right out of That's town. That's pretty crazy. So Emmy's sitting there saying, yeah, we're going to make it work, but let's just live in the moment for now and enjoy ourselves while we can because you're going to have a lot of homework, you're going to have a lot of shit going on, and you're going to be living an hour and a half away. Will sitting on the other side saying, I think that you're being a little ignorant towards what's going on. That's fucking insane, dude. Like, why I don't are you not... feel heard. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> bro. Man. You're not going across the country. You're not like ready to have this conversation of, you know what? Maybe, maybe we should just break up for the time being while I go through law school and we'll, we'll figure it out. And if we're still there for each other after, like, that's the vibe I was getting Thank from you. him. Yep, that's yep. for sure the vibe I, I was getting. You, and I yeah. didn't understand it because that's the thing that I kind of battle with is they've been together for so long that I'm like, maybe I'm just not getting it because I'm on a completely different wavelength and they know each other. But I was having a really hard time with the way that Emmy was presenting it. And it was like, she's just getting knocked down just because she wants to enjoy herself for now and hang out with and you. hang out with you. Like that, that's the only, like if you guys were both dreading it, then yeah, it would be a much different conversation. She's not dreading it at all. No, she's, she's not excited. downplaying it at all. She's excited for you. One, because she thinks that you going to law school is hot. That's pretty cool. You, yeah. That's pretty sweet, dude. Just yeah. fucking lean into that. Two, you're going to be an hour and a half away. It's not that big of a deal. So for him to sit on the other side and be like, you're not being realistic about what's going to happen, what then you know you be realistic about what's going to happen. What is going to happen? That's What are you going to do at law school? Perfectly phrased. Yeah. I felt what bad. What do you think's going to happen? I knew that you'd be on the same page as me on this. That's why I, I tried to, to and I, I tried to be bipartisan in, in thinking Maybe I just don't understand the the dynamics of their relationship, but no, he's framing it intentionally in a certain way. This conversation is the dynamic of their relationship. Yes. Like what, what is going? And we also in our back pocket have the conversation that he had with his dad earlier in the season, right? Where he's talking to his dad about, you know, I don't really know what's going to happen. I just need to focus on law school. I'm not really concerned about the Emmy of it all. Again, you've been together for so long, like just fucking survive, figure it out. That's it. The other thing is law school. You know, it's a couple months out of the year. Guess where you're going to be in the meantime. Back to Charleston. Yeah. And look, Christmas break. Like, there's a lot of times that you can go back. And, and I it's know it's not that big of a deal. Law school is like a huge workload. I understand that. And like, you know, Kev fucking works like 85 hours Shout a out week. Kev. Shout out, Kev. So, like, I get it that your schedule is going to be fucked and you're going to have a lot of shit to do. But she's on board. She's more excited about yeah. this than you are. And it's just to me, the vibe I got 
was he's setting up the framework for a classic dude move, and I'm sorry I'm outing dudes here, but you just slowly like place little feelers out there and slowly distance yourself a little bit until the person that you're trying to distance yourself from says, is everything okay? Or they make a move to possibly distance themselves, and you go, ah, okay. And there, then you don't have to break up with them. <laughs> there is a possibility that we're looking at this wrong. Okay. Maybe Will is actually concerned about the strain of his relationship during this. And this is his defense mechanism. Which is fair. That could it's be it. That, that's the only other. Like, look, I, I don't want to paint him as a dick. I don't either. And say that he's doing that because I, that's not my intention at all. It was just a really weird conversation to watch. I think it could be closer to that where he's a little afraid of what's going to happen because, I mean, Emmy's got this new job, which we find out at the end of the episode. He's going to be going to law school. He's going to be an hour and a half away, but he's going to be engulfed in law school and doing all of the work that comes along with it. Maybe he's a little afraid, and this is just something that's boiling up where he's got this defense mechanism that's just popping out. That's very plausible. I would say that in a nutshell. But again, I go back to the conversation with his dad. And I'm like, you're talking to your dad now. Right. About this on camera, too, nonetheless. So right. that, that's a little weird to me, too. So I, I can't, I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of it. I don't know. And I'm not saying that he's not into the relationship. All I'm saying is that's what it looked like. And that's why I didn't want to say my piece until you said yours. Yeah. Because I thought that you'd have the same thought process. Dev had the same thought process. So it was just weird. It, it was it was an interesting Interesting convo, but usually you don't see a conversation where somebody is that supportive of you and what you're doing, and your reaction is, "Well, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I think you're being a little ignorant about I this." Feel like, unheard what? right now. Yeah. She's supporting you and trying to be excited about it's being like exactly the what you want when you're chasing yeah. your dreams. You're going to go somewhere else and go do what you want to do with your life. I'm here to support you. Well, I don't feel heard. Yeah, I feel Weird. like you're you're just just counting my feelings right now. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. She's supportive. She's doing her thing. You go do yours. It, just shut up, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck. But anyway, we get Joe and TJ at Joe's beach house, and we find out that the moms hang out, which is actually kind of funny that Joe and TJ are obviously very close, and their moms are very close. Well, mom friendship. We got to see Joe's awkward phase, which was very funny. Looking but... like a rabbit. <laughs> Jojo rabbit. Jo Oof. That might stick. <laughs> but even the moms are saying, like, you can't please everybody all the time. This seems to be a recurring theme with Joe Bradley, and I think it's going to rear its head multiple times, and we're going to see him get in the middle of shit that he doesn't need to be in the middle of because of it. Mm -hmm. Like, just in these moments, dude, like, take yourself out of it. Think about it before you dive in. Don't react and just say shit or show a group text and screen the person from the shit you said in that group text because it is going to come back. And I would be shocked if Maddie doesn't bring up the fact that Joe talks shit in that text, it's baffling to me that she hasn't brought it up yet. But the only thing I can think of, she has one friend left. She's got Trevor and Joe Bradley, yep. which is also hysterical because Trevor and Joe Bradley don't get along. So like the whole thing is toxic as shit. And if you were smart, you would remove yourself from the equation entirely. But since you want to be a good friend to Maddie, just don't, Give her more than you need to because it's not only that hot water, it's not doing herself any favors emotionally because no. you do want to be that close to Maddie while she's in a toxic relationship with no, Trevor. Absolutely, you should be distancing yourself from Maddie. And then, if she is as good a friend as you think she is, as you hope she is, she'll turn around and say, Wow, my last friend. Well, I guess Grace Lily is also a friend, but my last good friend with Joe 
is now distancing himself from me. Mm. Maybe I need to look inward. Maybe I need to figure this that out. might be, yeah. And that could be the final straw that actually pushes that. But I, I also understand, you know, it's got to be a fucking tough call because you just want to be friends with everybody and you want everybody to have a good time. Doesn't work on Bravo. Doesn't work in life, I actually. It can work in life. That doesn't work. I life. do that. Kidding me? You do, and there's times that it doesn't work. <laughs> well, then I just disappear, and I then know. I don't have to deal with it. I'm aware of the Magoot method. <laughs> Not a huge fan, by the way. It has reared its head a couple times. Love yeah. you to pieces, and we'll defend you to the and end. I don't of the have earth. to worry about it. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could tell some stories. I'm not going to. <laughs> but the next scene, we get Bradley and Lucia. And let me just say, Bradley, if you're listening, lock it down. Lock this relationship down. She's cool as shit. Like, she understands it. Like, she gets it. She's not pushing too hard. She understands where Bradley's coming from. Like, this chat they had on the beach was so mature. And I appreciate that Bradley and his confessionals, like, you know, dating a woman with a child is terrifying. Which, yeah, I'm sure it is. It's a very, very scary concept. I'm sure once you're around the kid, you'll be like, oh, this is cool. But the fact that Lucia is not pushing it because there's, she's aware of the fact that she has a child and doesn't want to bring some random dude around if he's not going to be there long term. Love that. I love that she's not like, we need to be exclusive immediately. Let's just see where the next 30 days go. And Bradley's not like, fuck yeah, dude. I get to be whoever I want to be for the next 30 days. He's like, I'm looking forward to these 30 days so we can get closer. And maybe there is something. It was just... It was really delightful. It was, it was really nice, and usually those conversations do not go that way, and I was waiting for it to take a turn, and it never took a turn. I was waiting for the conversation last week to take a turn, and it didn't take a turn. I know. I'm very confused. I, I don't know too. what the fuck is going on. You're talking about transparency in relationships it's early on? On Bravo? With no expectations? Low pressure? I don't get it. I didn't know people did that. Put a ring on it, Brad. Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> Fucking chill out, dude. <laughs> did I scare you? No. Oh, God. Did no, you not get... me. No, no, you're not scaring me. But let them, you know, let them live. They're, they're right. having a good low-pressure time. We don't need pressure from steel. That's a good point. Yeah, you back the fuck off, pal. You settle down. <laughs> I'm just excited because I see the, the prospect of a healthy relationship, and that's few and far between in these streets of Bravo. I know. Okay? Look across the road at Maddie and fucking Trev. Tre, I was going to call him Trev McGee, but that's too close to Magoots. I don't yeah, want to disrespect dude. you. I didn't do it. Gross. You need to relax now. All right, I'm going to send you over to the main line to hang out with fucking Trevor in his parents' house. But, Steele, I want you to do something for me. All right, shoot. I want you to imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Okay, I'm picturing them. Now, imagine that they get softer and softer every time that you wash them. Well, that's just impossible. I'm talking about bowl and branch. And with bowl and branch sheets, you can discover this new level of softness. In a recent customer survey, 96% said that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash. That sounds that sounds delightful. Simply delightful. It truly is delightful. And Bowl and Branch was nice enough to send Steele and I a set of their signature sheets. And let me tell you, they're incredible. They've changed my sleeping experience. They've upped my game. Mm, I've washed them twice, and it's it's comparable to like when you stay in a nice hotel and you get in bed and you're like, ooh, like that buttery feeling, you know? It really is. Honestly, it motivates me to make my bed every morning because I know when I get in bed at night, I'm going to feel soft. I'm going to feel cozy. Mm -hmm. And that's what Bowl and Branch can do for you. And that's what they're here to do for everyone. You too can sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code BRAVBROS at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl and Branch, B O L L. A-N-D-Branch.com, promo code BRAVBROS. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Speaking of, (laughs) we get to Trevor and Maddie, and they're at dinner, and they're back together, and this is where we get to talk about plotting, because they're, like, this is the perfect situation for Trevor to weasel his way in, say what he wants to say, and Maddie's going to buy it. She's back in the house. They're back together. Relationships back on. And he gets in her ear. Everyone's out to get us. Everyone's talking shit. They're plotting against us. Guys, let me be the one to tell you. No one gives a fuck about either of you. The only time they think about you is when you're around or something dumb happens because of Trevor. They're not wasting their time at Republic talking about you guys unless you walk in the room and they're reminded. Like, the fact that they think they take up space in people's brain is hysterical. And I don't understand where this, like, ego came from, from Maddie. Because last year she was great. And I want to blame it on Trevor, honestly, because I don't understand I think you what can. I'm watching. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think you can. And this was one of those scenes where it's it's very apparent what his intentions are. Oh, yeah. Because any good boyfriend, any healthy boyfriend, would have sat there and said, this fucking sucks. Like... What are you, what are we gonna do? You your lost friends, all your you've friends. lost all of your friends. We need to figure this out. Like, yes. do you want to sit down with someone? Maybe we start to bring them in one by one. You start to brainstorm some way to have some semblance of a relationship with people. Clearly, Trevor doesn't care about his image. Like, these are her friends. These are people that she's close to, and he doesn't give a shit that they all think that he's a lying scumbag. So I I don't really understand it. Like, I mean, I do understand it because he's twisting it into a. Very manipulative situation, and I am I am really going to blame Trevor for Maddie's downfall because she was great last year, and as soon as he came into the picture, as soon as we were introduced to him last year in his stupid bike taxi, she's gone downhill ever since. I agree. And it's just tough to watch, and him trying to twist this into a, it's just us against the world, babe. Like, no, it's it's not. Like, what, what are you, fucking 25 years old? What are you, Bonnie and fucking Clyde? Yeah, it, it's not you against the world as a 25-year-old couple in Charleston. I, I just made that up, but they might be. It's just fucking ludicrous, the whole thing. It is, and his big moment, his big smoking gun, the thing that's going to blow this shit wide open is a recorded phone call from Sammy, which in the recorded phone call it says, are you filming right now, implying to me, are you recording this? And he says, no. And then proceeds to record it, which is illegal. Yes. So that's fucked. But regardless, I actually, I will say, I guess it's not, Ill- we've done this before. People pointed out, like, it's not illegal in all 50 states, just certain states, which I think is semantics. But regardless, it's fucked up. And this is supposed to be like the smoking gun. This is going to convince Maddie that everyone's out to get her and that Bradley put this whole plan in play with this girl that he trains. That's not what I heard. What I heard is I don't want to get involved. I don't. I shouldn't have answered the phone. That's all I heard. I didn't yeah. hear shit else. It was weird because before they went to commercial break, and, and we're jumping between two scenes, but we'll make sure we fill in the gaps here. Before they went to commercial break on the snippet of audio that we got, it just sounded like Sammy was saying, I don't really want to get involved. And then we come back, and I'm like, all right, well, how is Brad implicated in this at all? Mm-hmm. And then she mentions Brad by name, but it's still forced by Trevor. 
Agreed. My curious thought is, one, this is a very clean cut audio. Yep. Where did it start? How? Why didn't it start in the beginning of the conversation? What happened mm-hmm. before then? Did she ever say, yes, Brad and I sat down and he sent me after you? No. Also, if I'm remembering correctly, and tell me if I'm wrong here. I will. Sammy and Trevor met out while Trevor was out with all of his friends, right? Yes. And, you know, you can say that maybe there's a coincidence in there and it wasn't a coincidence that she was at the same bar that he was at the same time. Is fucking Brad sitting there telling her, hey, you got to go to this bar at this time and you got to flirt with him to see what happens? No. There was a whole mystery around whether or not Trevor and Sammy hooked up. Did that happen because Brad was pulling the strings and he did all of that? No. No. Also, and this is my biggest question, how the fuck did you get her number? Well, you you just had her number. What I know, Charleston Small. No, they were texting. They were uh-huh. texting. They were texting. They were... I know. Oh, so I see what I'm doing. saying is, if yeah, this yeah. is all a setup, and you were actually just trying to hook up with his friend, mm-hmm. which supposed, according to his scumbag friend, you guys did hook up, or you were trying to hook up with him. No, whatever. Told your scumbag. Why the call. fuck? I've been out with my boys before, and if somebody's gonna hook up with somebody else, I don't get her number. I'm not texting her that night. I've been with, out with you multiple times, and. Not one time have I ever gotten a number from a girl that you're no. talking to. Because that would be fucking weird. That would be bizarre. Not a, not even that. I'm not texting that girl later into the night or the next day or the next day saying, hey, what are you doing? Are you that girl, cool? that girl's not texting me and saying, hey, do you want to hang out? My first question would be, I thought you were into my buddy. Why are you texting me? Oh, interesting take. I like, none of this adds up. So, no, it's all bullshit. My theory is that Trevor called her or texted her or sat down with her or whatever Maybe there was some money involved. Hey, I'll pay you off if you just say this well, on the this phone. Is getting deep. <laughs> or I've got a favor. I can do another favor for you. Like whatever else you really want here. It looks like this girl is going to be in the season finale, so we might get some more answers out of that. But all of these things combined, Brad doesn't give that much of a shit. That's what I'm saying. He wants revenge on Maddie for what happened last year. Sure, I don't blame him for that. I don't think it's revenge. I think he wants to feel That's vindicated. He's he's vindicated. Anything else is revenge after this, and I I'm okay with that. Okay, because it doesn't make any sense that Maddie would make that up in the first place to try to break him up with the girl that he was dating at the time. That's all bullshit too. I don't really get how everybody is immediately thinking, and Joe wasn't really taking the bait in this conversation. He's wondering why the fuck like Brad's involved at all. Like yeah. just because you train this girl, like you're not like some master puppeteer sending people out to go do this. Right. None of it makes sense. But Maddie believes it. Yes, she does. And when Trevor's going through all of it, what is Trevor what is Trevor looking at while he's talking to Maddie about all of this this whole story? Not her. Oh no. His eyes are all the way up here. And we know from Austin. Austin told when us when you're lying, your eyes go up to the left. Told us about Austin. Yep. Yeah. That's where you look. So And he's not making eye contact. Maddie is staring at him intently while he's telling the story. He's looking over here. You know what the most damning it up. the most damning evidence to me was? What? When the phone call ends or whatever, and they're just sitting there at the table, and she's like, oh, I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to go tell him, blah, blah, blah. And he says, it's best if he thinks he won. Yep. He wants to sweep this shit under the rug. He got it settled to a point. He's like, okay, let's move on. Let's not dig any further into this, because if you keep pulling at these cards, this house of cards is going to fall. And this is why he's such a fucking idiot, because guess what? She moved back in with you. The relationship's back on. You guys can just move forward. You don't need this quote-unquote evidence. Nope. You're doing too much, my guy. You bring this in like just to vindicate yourself, and you can lay it to bed finally. Did you not realize that she's going to go after everybody else now? And she's going to go make sure that everybody understands exactly what happened if you're assuming that this is what happened. Like, the whole fucking thing is so Chickens will come home to roost, sir. I just wish Maddie was smarter. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's tough to God. watch because I like Maddie. I just want her to get back to Maddie from season one because Trevor Maddie is, is a bummer. But we got a quick scene with Mia and Troy, and it was super cute. But, like, and I really like Mia. And I usually like these scenes. But I was like, I don't really I don't care. care right? I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm happy that she found a guy. She deserves it. She's fantastic. Troy seems like a keeper. Like, he actually has his shit together. Mia needs to get Mia needs to get back to working. At she Republic. needs to go to Republic, she, right? Like, or I can't, somewhere down there, like I, another rest. Yeah. Bubbles, bourbon and bubbles. Well, that's also a Leva bar. That's so what I mean. I don't know I, that she needs work. to get back in with she, the team. She has to. Like that is. I don't want to say O'Sheen was right, but she doesn't work there. She doesn't, and he wasn't right in that scene. But no, it does, not at all. Look, it just creates a weird rift when you're watching the show. Like the continuity of it as you're watching, you're like, oh yeah, shit, Mia. Like, what are you up to? You're not working here anymore. And that's the funny thing about it all. It's like she doesn't have to. She has like a job job or she makes right. good money. But just the dynamics of the group get kind of frayed when it's like we jump over. You're like, oh, fuck, I forgot that Mia's involved. Yeah, and, and she, she brings she a lot. as a guy that she's dating who doesn't live in Charleston. He also, like, exactly. He also doesn't live there. So now you're doing a long-distance relationship with a cast member we don't see a whole right. lot. And especially a cast member that can bring a lot. We saw her. Like, she brings a lot to the group when she's around the group. She causes a little shit. She stands up for herself, which I love to see. She's not afraid to talk smack in, in like, O'Sheen's face. Like, you come at me, I'm going to come back at you. I need more of that, but she needs to be in the group more. Yeah, she needs to be in the group more. And the only thing that I can think of is before the season started, obviously, she was part of it. And she's a full-time cast member. And they didn't plan on her getting fired. Oh, maybe, yeah. So it's like, all right, we got to hit our Mia quota. That's What's she up to? Oh, she's hanging up. Which I always fucking love these scenes. I love it when the cameras are in the room and they're like, oh, I just woke up. It's like, okay, you, you had to go let the cameras in. Yeah, you let the cameras in. Right, now in. we're, we're going to go back to bed and you guys are going to act like you just woke and up. And you have right? full makeup on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's too funny. I woke up like this. But the next scene is when we get the Maddie and Joe conversation in regards to the recording on the phone and... All that this scene that we can, we already touched on most of it, but all this scene really told me Maddie's in a bad place. Yeah. She even says, like, I'm about to have a mental breakdown. You know, we, we talked about it last week. The common denominator here rhymes with Schmever. But regardless, like, she's going through a ton of shit, and I, I just don't think she can see through the woods. And I think that, you know, is he handling it perfectly? No. But I do think that Joe is just trying to help her through. I think he recognized. I think everyone, here's the thing. I think everybody recognizes the shit storm that she's in the middle of. And she's reached the point with the other friends in the group where they're now mad because she won't hear any reason. I don't think Joe is capable of abandoning ship on a friend where he's like, I can't leave her high and dry because she is going through this shit. I'm going to try to see her through it. Whereas the other people are like, we've told you what's up. We're trying to let you know, like, this needs to change. You refuse to change. We can't be involved anymore. Yeah, and I, I do want to give props to Joe during this scene because, I mean, he's at odds with, you know, the Brad, the Will, the Emmy of the group because of what he did with showing Maddie the um, the text messages. But even during this, and obviously you're the only person that's at Republic currently. I mean, she could show Grace Lily this, but you know what you're going to get out of Grace Lily when you show her this. She's going to go scorched earth. Yep. She's going to say you need to go after Brad right now, yep. which is not what you want. Nope. And this is honestly why you're losing your job. But Joe comes into this, and instead of him completely heel-turning and joining Maddie's team, if you will, he still had some pause for concern. And it has to do with the fact that he fucking hates Trevor. And he knows that Trevor's bad for Maddie. He's still going to be there for Maddie. But during all of this, 
his logic kicks in. Yeah, he's like, there's just no way that Brad in, in his confessional. Obviously, he's a little more boisterous about this, saying, "Who am I going to pick between Brad and Trevor?" Obviously, mm-hmm. Brad. But during the conversation, he doesn't immediately say, "Oh, well, that's insane that Brad would do something like that." Like we need to talk to him about this. Like that's crazy. Or completely backing anything up that Maddie's saying. He knows in that moment. All right, like. Do we, do we really think Brad's capable of this? Do we? Like, this is a crazy. This premise. is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, we are we sure about this? I don't really understand how any of this is happening. So I'm going to give him props for that because even though Brad is currently pissed at him, he didn't heel turn. He sat there and he's still using his logic. And look, I mean, him and Brad will get through it. We saw Brad talk about it They're in the professional. They're already through it. They're completely fine. That's what happens. Like, yeah, you're going to be at odds for a week or two until somebody apologizes or whatever might happen. He's still not going to turn on his boy. No, especially in a situation like this where it's very clearly fucking insane. It's it's wild. And yeah, you stick by your bros. Stick Bro, by your bros. Stick by your bros. Bros knows. Bros know. But um, we get a scene with Leva and Emmy and we find out that Emmy is going to be the AGM, the assistant general manager, which puts her in charge of all of the staff. And. We all saw it coming. I didn't know that she was going to get AGM, but I, I didn't, didn't know she was going to get double jump. I didn't either, but I knew she was going to get promoted. And it just look at why this is the funniest part. And I'm going to just lump it in together because Joe's reaction and Maddie's reaction was fucking terrible. If you guys really think that she doesn't deserve the promotion, you haven't been paying attention. Like she's putting in the effort. She's putting in the time. She gives a fuck. Maddie, you're a quote unquote DJ at the bar you work at. And when you're not there, you're so concerned about Trevor and other people's perception of Trevor. That's the thing. If you were in a good relationship, you wouldn't give a fuck what people say about your boyfriend. But you're not, so you're so concerned about everyone else and what they have to say. You're gaslighting yourself into not showing up for work. You're not seeming to be present when you are there. You can't assume that you're going to keep moving up the ladder or that you're going to be the bitch in charge of the bitch, as you like to say all the time, if you're not showing up and doing your fucking job. Yeah, I kind of get it from, and, and look, I fucking love office drama like this like this is what it is it's office drama somebody i'm so glad i don't work in an office somebody got the promotion that you felt like you deserved i thought it was a little look i lev has been on reality tv for a long time she knows how to play it up for the cameras move this is certainly not how this works no it's especially the sit down promotion where you have like the dramatic pause of you're not gonna get maddie's job you're going to get a better job, and we're going to put you above her, and now you're in charge of her. And like, you get a car, and you get a car. Levin knows that this is going to fucking, everything's going to hit the fan. Oh, it's a move. However, there's a CEO there, there's a manager there, or there's a general manager there, and you're there to oversee everything. So yes, it is a move for the show, and that's entirely fine, because as we both said and we both agree, Emmy has been showing up. So the biggest concern here is, yeah, Maddie is completely engulfed in all the Trevor things outside of work. But she's leaving work early, and production could be playing it up a little bit. I can't imagine that she's just in and out all the time because of the Trevor nonsense. So either. But she's there. She does it enough. She that does you, it, enough. it puts things into concern. Like, if you're at work and you're leaving all the time, not because you have a family emergency, not because somebody's sick, not because you're sick, you're leaving because your boyfriend's a piece of shit and you want to go call him out, that's not good for work. That's a bad that's reason. That's a bad reason to be there. And yes, you want to further your DJ career. So you should just be happy that you have that job and you're DJing on the side. They're allowing you to further your DJ career there. You shouldn't be looking at assistant general manager because guess what? You can't be an AGM while you're DJing twice a week. Correct. It's just not feasible. So if they can get out of that and realize, hey, Emmy's showing up for work. Things run smoother when Emmy's here. 
yeah, obviously there's going to be a bit of a power struggle. There's going to be a bit of a growing pain when it comes to Emmy, and she's going to be talking to people a little differently. But she needs to figure out how to do her fucking job and not overstep, which I think she's going to overstep a little bit because obviously there's personal relationships and she knows how Joe and Maddie feel. But I love the office drama. I can't get past it. It's too, it's super fun. It's it's palpable office drama. Yep. I just wish that, you know, because this takes us into Circus Night, the 10-year uh, party for Republic. has been around for 10 years, which is great. Congratulations to Leva. But Leva arrives and drops the bomb that Emmy is the new assistant general manager, and there is mixed reviews around the room. You see Joe and Maddie are literally biting their tongue to not respond or react to it. Bradley is laughing, which I which thought is was great. really fucking yeah. funny. Uh, but it just kind of trickles down from there because the reactions after that, that's what pissed me off. Like, I can understand if you're upset that you feel that somebody got promoted instead of you. I did have to deal with that in baseball. Somebody got called up and I thought I deserved it. It's so like I do get that aspect of it. That's office drama. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. But I didn't walk around moping and talking shit to my teammates. And especially if I knew I was being recorded. Yeah. It's just the optics of it. Like you look like a bitch if you're going to sit behind the DJ booth and say, she's not my boss. Like, But it does happen. That is that is really is your boss. I know, but that is very true. Like that shit really does happen. This isn't a reality show. That's why I love this shit because I've seen that happen before, and people do mope around a lot. Most people, if they get passed up for uh, some sort of promotion by somebody else that they're at odds with, no, dude, they do it in the office. Why? Because they're idiots. That's dumb. I know, and everybody can tell. But it's funny. It's really funny. It's funny, and it was entertaining to watch. I'm, I'm okay with it because, look, Joe and Maddie, they're on a show. And, look, I think that Joe understands he's on a TV show, so he might be playing it up a little bit. Maddie's just pissed at the world right now. Yeah, There's I nothing know. you can really do about that. So I think that's very real. Bradley laughing is the actual real aspect of all of this because it funny. is really funny when shit like that happens. And, yeah, people do mope around, and they get they complain, and they will they will bend anybody's ear if they'll hear them. And, like, fun. I can see that happening. I just – I guess – just compounds all of the issues that I'm having with Maddie and all of the shit that Joe continues to get himself into. It's like, it's just putting you in a bad spot. You're so concerned about being a good friend. Will and Emmy are your close friends. And now you're seeing Will is literally reading your lips and doing it very well. He says verbatim what you said. So like, this is just making you look like shit. And again, it just feels like it's to appease Maddie to make her. No, 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 no. I think Joe's, pissed off because I, no, no, she I jumped think in. He, 
I absolutely think yeah. that he's pissed off because he got jumped. Yeah. I'm saying he's in Maddie's ear all the time because it's like this little faction, this little group. Well, they can commiserate together because she, are you I on mean, their jumped? fucking team? I'm telling you that this is a real situation. I'm not saying. It's I don't not. think. First off, I don't think that Emmy should have gone from where she was to AGM. That's insane. Cool. Not your call to make. I understand that. I think that Leva was doing it for the show. Great. Doesn't matter. Still Whose team are boss. you on, pal? Logic. She's the fucking boss now. Whether you like it or not, it's the same shit I had to deal with in yeah, baseball. But if someone got called up, why are you I yelling? didn't get called up. We need, to, now you, you need to keep no, it at an even now, keel here, pal. Now you got me, Amber. You up. need to keep it now at an even got keel. Me it's Valentine's Day. You need to relax. I got passed over. For a kid that couldn't catch a fucking ball oh, up my first season in pro ball, okay? And it drove me crazy, but you know what I did? I showed up early to the field the next you day. went home didn't and say cried. say a fucking word. I went home and was pissed. I didn't go home and cry, but I was home and I was mad. Woke up the next day, went to the batting cage at like 7 a.m. and got my shit together. All right, this isn't That's about you, you, man. Dude. <laughs> my point... I, haven't got, I haven't gotten this going in a while. I know. My point is... You got to grin and bear some shit. I get you can bitch and moan, but it looks like it, it looks really bad. And it would look so much better yeah. if you just do. You know what? It's the Oscars when you lose. The, the smile and the clap. Don't let the camera hit you when you're fucking bitching because it well, looks as, bad. As Jay-Z said, all award shows are bullshit anyway. Irrelevant to the <laughs> point. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's go to questions. All right. Up first from... From Southwest Sandy, Trevor was at the reunion, question mark? That's, the word on the street is maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. So there was, they did release the looks today. Okay. Which I didn't get into, so I, I will do that as the resident fashionista. fashionista. I will get into the looks at some point. The word is he may have been there, but we're not really sure where the what's going on with Maddie and Trevor. Because, I mean, I looked at her Instagram, I didn't see Trevor really anywhere. And it sounds like last night she was kind of dodging some questions. So I don't really know. I mean, it would be weird if they were broken up and Trevor was there. It would be really funny for me. I hope Steele and I have gone back and forth on this a little bit. Are you steadfast in the thought that Trevor should be at the reunion to answer? Yeah. Yeah, so am I. That, that's that's where I am, too. I also think it would just make for very good TV to watch him answer and actually interact with the group. Because mm-hmm. we never get to see him interact with the group. He pulls up in his drop-top rented Audi. But he's, you know, a mile away for some reason. Yeah, because he... That that also didn't really make any sense. Let's go back to that. That didn't make any sense. It makes total Why sense. Why you pull up in front of the fucking restaurant? Why you pull up a mile away? Because he's softer than baby shit. Yeah. My man Charmin. Ultra soft. Charmin soft. Yeah, real soft. That's why. Hell yeah. All right, let's do one more from DGM362. Do you think that Mia will be back next year if she doesn't get back into Republic? I'm going to say no, but I think that they'll find a way to get her back into Republic. The other thing is, though, there's a lot of people that work there, so I feel like there's probably more people that want to be on the show. Oh, interesting. So it's not like there's not like a a bench, if you will, that you can kind of just call somebody up and have somebody. I mean, we saw O'Sheen just come out of nowhere this year, and he just got hired. So he came from Tulum. Yeah, that's the type of thing with these types of shows, like VPR early on, too. Like, you can kind of just plug new people in. That are you know bartenders, waiters, whatever they might be, bottle boys. Just throw them in there and just see if they stick. As long as they have some sort of relationship with the rest of the crew, they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, she's I think done enough the, in two years where I think that she deserves to come back. Yeah, I'm just curious. She deserves how... a shot. It's just if she doesn't get hired back, 
I'm not against not having her. It's just more like, how do you work her back into the group as a mainstay, not just like, oh, yeah, Mia. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because a lot of the scenes do happen at Republic, and if she's not yeah. there, it makes a difference. Tough. Yeah, like even the one trip they went on, like the first thing that was highlighted from Oshin was like, "You don't even work here." Anymore. Yeah, that's a good Which, point. Again, he was a dick, but you don't. But he's it, not wrong. It's just confusing. Yeah, I want her. Put it that way. I want her to be back at Republic because I like Mia and would like her to continue to be a cast member on this show. Agreed. But uh, got anything else? Not about Soho. No. Well, make sure that you get your tickets to our live show March 6th, City Winery in Philadelphia. It is a Wednesday night. Tickets are going fast, so get your tickets ASAP. Should we announce the other one? We have two more to announce, so I mean... Do we, oh, yeah. We'll announce the one. We'll announce the one. Not the other one. Okay. okay. That one's not announceable yet. Okay. The yeah. first one is announced. The first one is announceable. Is and later. Tickets, I believe, are on sale tomorrow, if you're listening to this now. What's today? Today's Wednesday. Thursday. You're listening Thursday. So tomorrow, Fuck. this is a cluster. Friday. Tickets are on sale Friday yes. for Boston. Yeah, baby. So we put the poll out. You guys responded, thankfully. That's what we wanted. And we got a little data analytics going for us. We're going to be in Boston, 614. That's June 14th. And coincidentally, it has to do with when the Phillies are playing in Boston as well. Yeah, baby. The boys are going to make a couple days out of it. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a little trip up there to Beantown. But oh, yeah. It is a Friday night, our first ever Friday night show, so you have no excuse. You have no work the next day. You have nothing else to do. It's a Saturday the next day. Come hang out with us on Friday night. It's going to be a blast. And it is at our home turf, the City Winery, so we are familiar with multiple City Wineries. They all tend to be... Relatively similar yep. as far as the room goes. They so sure do. Super excited. I love Boston. That's actually, did you know, little fun fact for you, I was drafted sitting in the away clubhouse at Fenway Park when I got drafted by the Orioles. Pretty cool. We'll have to go check it out. Yeah, maybe we'll go check it out. Little history moment. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Keep doing this. Go get those ticks, baby. Get them tickets for Philly first, then Boston second, but... Keep a lookout for a third show that we have booked, but we're not allowed to announce it yet. And I know I say it all the time, just keep checking in, keep paying attention, because we have a lot of locations coming up. We're trying to make this a once-a-month thing. So uh, keep your nose to the, uh, your ear to the uh, the grindstone, as, they, as it were. Nose and, to uh, the grindstone? Keep your attention to the wind. And the Brav Bros are out of here. Bye. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.